episode number 43 taken into the max sports podcast with their host max murphy with guest jacob nissler with guest pat murphy how are we feeling after the twins just clinched the ale duran has to make everything interesting but we got it done <laughs> we are feeling great this is what we've been looking forward to for six months now i mean just a, a huge weight off of twins territory's shoulders just this complete weight just gone now. First time we've clinched since 2020. Uh, best team we've had in a couple of years now. Just really looking forward to what we can do in October. How about, I mean, what matters in October? Pitching. What has been absolutely magnificent for the Twins this year? They're starting pitching. Bullpen has some questions, but bullpen is improving by the day. Um, if Duran can stay... Uh, not like he did tonight. That almost sold. <laughs> that almost sold us clinching the division, even though we play the Angels, the Rockies, and the A's next. Not like it would have mattered. Um, I think this team has a chance going in. Pat, how do you feel after they just clinched? Very excited. We were gonna actually go to the game tomorrow if we would have lost this game somehow. It was we were one swing away from going to the game tomorrow um, if they would have gotten hit with the bases loaded there at the end, but. Very excited. Like you said, weight lifted off. Last year, we were in a great position going into September and or maybe August, and we kind of pissed it down our leg last year. So it's good to actually close one out. Hell yeah, brother. Right. Yeah, ran into a hot Guardians team late in the year in a lot of games that really mattered that we – I think a lot of them were one-score losses. Um, last year was tough. This is a more complete team than last year. What do you think, Jacob? Hundred percent. It's a more complete team. Uh, you know, you look at the offseason that the Twins had this past year. You know, you trade away uh, a fan favorite. You know, AL batting ch title champion last year. You trade away a rise. Yeah. You get Pablo Lopez. You know, Twins fans really questioned that deal going into the season, and then Pablo Lopez was nails the entire season. I mean, the guy looked like a true ace. Locked him up to a three-year deal. Uh, so just so happy to have him in a Twins uniform for the next three years moving forward. Um, and then and then you had that whole Carlos Correa saga that that went down in the offseason. He was he was a giant for, what, three days. And then he was a Met for maybe a week, uh, was never formally introduced. I don't know if he even ever wore a jersey for any of those teams. Uh, and then all of a sudden uh, he signs back in Minnesota on what I believe was a six-year deal. And uh, Carlos didn't have quite the season he was looking to have. Dealt with plantar fasciitis the whole year. But, I mean, great veteran presence, great defense on the diamond. And and just a, a really fun up-and-down twin season. But but so so ready to see what this team can, can get into in October. He'll have a chance to wipe all that away if he has some big clutch hits in the playoffs. No, no kidding. That he is he is Mr. October. He really knows how to turn it on in the playoffs. He's obviously been there before. He's gone as far as you can go in the MLB playoffs and and is just an all-time historic cheater, playoff cheater. <laughs> Has he won one or two? How many did they win? They win one? Houston? I think he's got I think he's got two rings. Got two. Um the team that stayed around 500 for, God damn it, they would win one, lose one, win 10, lose 10, you name it, throughout the year, finally at the end, breaks through, um, <clears throat> winning 
I'd, I'd say there was a stretch there where they, not only when we faced the Guardians, but just in other series where we our pitching, our starting pitching just took control. We finally found our bats. And we knew if the pitching would hold on the starting pitching throughout most of the season, our bats were going to get high at some point and we were going to run this table. I did not see the Guardians having the year that they had. I mean, when you talk about inconsistent pitching and, I mean, just a horrible offense from one year to the next, that was the definition of the Guardians. Guardians last year, especially at the end of the year, were looking like the hottest team in baseball. And they they were. They took the division from us at the end of the year. They found it late. And they had a really good playoff series and then ran into a team that was just better than them. Um, but that was, I think, the biggest surprise wasn't so much the Twins taking it from the Guardians, but the Guardians really just falling off a cliff at, at the kind of middle of the season. Well, and, and yeah, the Guardians had a really interesting season in their own right. They had just a ton of injuries. They were, they were plagued by oh, injuries, yeah. especially, especially in, in their starting rotation. They were without Shane Bieber a lot of the year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie was out for a lot of the year, so that's their one. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I saw one Tristan McKenzie start this season. No, so that that was their one two gone right off the bat, and and their their moniker has always been good pitching, and then good defense, and and good defense wins games. But when your outfield hits, I think they said in the broadcast tonight, Cleveland's outfield hit a total of like eighteen home runs this season, and and you know the Twins had Michael A. Taylor who is not known for his bat, hit 20 home runs this season. Just himself. So, yeah. Just himself. And so if that's the kind of out offensive production that you're going to get from your outfield, you know, Jose Ramirez can only do so much on his own. Yeah. Um, what, what are we thinking about this team going into the playoffs? I'm going to start with the Pat here. Uh, what are the – what is a – like what's a real chance that you give the Twins – to not maybe just win a wild card series, but to go deep into the playoffs and B, what do you see the other competition, the AL and NL side? Don't ask me that. Um, <clears throat> with the chances with the twins. Oh boy. Like you said, we're a more solid team than we were last year, but the thing is about Minnesota and the playoffs, I got to see it to believe it. If I'm being honest, um, I'm a Vikings fan, wild fan, twins fan, uh, Wolves fan, and it's tough. I can't get my hopes up too high, but um, sounds like Jacob knows what he's talking about. And when he says that we have a chance to beat the Blue Jays and uh, of a possible scenario of us playing a lesser team in the first round, I would be ecstatic to see at least one oh, one series win. Because um, we haven't won a series at Target Field yet, I don't think, since it's open, have we? Playoff series? We haven't won a series since 2004. Oh, yeah. we, haven't won a, we haven't won a game since 2004. Really? Who did we get swept by in 2020? Yanks. Probably the freaking Yankees. Was it the Yankees? It's either the Yankees or Astros. Uh, no, no, 2020 was uh, Houston. That was a Houston. I think that was, was the game. first time we've hosted a playoff game, I think, in Target Field because it opened it was in 2012 a, or 13 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. It, I think it was a three-game playoff series, and I think Houston swept in two. So, Got to see it to so, believe it. But I would how be delusional ecstatic. am I? How delusional am I? Didn't didn't Mauer and Morneau's team host a playoff series at Target Field since it opened? They know. might have hosted a, a wild card game, but that old system. Oh, back then it was a one gamer. Yeah, you only played one game, and it, we usually hosted 
the whoever the second place team in the AL East was. Yeah. So or we were going to. I think we always went to the Yankee Stadium for those. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. so you, so always. It was always the Yankees or the Red Sox, really. And so you know the Twins would just lose like seven one. How about yeah. how about the MLB being so old school minded and really focusing their attention towards the old, I'd say like classic MLB fans, but making some great the pitch clock this year, and I will say. How can you play 162 or right 162 MLB games in the regular season and leave your season down to one game in the wild? Yeah, it's crazy. That's literally insane. And thank God they changed that. Not just for the twins' sake, in case they in case they have to play more than two games this year, but um, or in the playoffs this year, but. Um, and then the pitch clock this season was so much, so much easier to watch baseball. Well, well, and not only that, but they also expanded the playoffs. So now right. instead of instead of one wild card team, you get three wild card. Teams. You get three, yeah, yeah. And and that's so beneficial. You know, the Twins would never have been in a in contention for a wild card spot this season with how with how horrible the AL Central was. Yeah. Um, so that they're easily the worst division winner in baseball this year, right? Just just based on the division itself. But you know, you have divisions like the AL East and the AL West, where there are three legitimate playoff teams in all of those divisions. And so, in the old system, it used to just be one wild card team is just the best remaining non-division winner, and that sucked. Could could you imagine having the playoffs without? a Seattle or a Texas or or whoever doesn't win the AL East between right. Baltimore and Tampa, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Because they're going to um, get close to 90 wins or higher, a lot of those teams, and it'd be tough to miss the playoffs at 90 wins. Jacob, what do you think about the, the same question I asked, Pat, but the competition of the rest of the playoff teams or who we think are going to be the playoff teams compared to us? So, so there's four teams that the Twins could play in this first uh, wild card series that we're going to host this first week in October. Uh, we could be have the Blue Jays coming to town. We could have the Astros come to town. We could have the Rangers, and we could have the Mariners. Uh, Houston is currently favored to win the AL West, if I'm not mistaken. So they're the least likely. So they'll, they'll probably end up being the two seed. And then, as I mentioned earlier, that race between Baltimore and Tampa to win the AL East, whoever doesn't is going to be the top wild card. So the Twins right. will have no chance to play them. So that really, for me, boils down to three teams that we could play. One of them won't make the playoffs. And then the Twins will host the sixth seed. Uh, so that's that's Toronto, Seattle, and uh, Texas. Uh, we've played Texas quite a bit this year, and we kind of kicked them around on the baseball field. They're without Max Scherzer. Uh, they've still also got some pretty good pitching staff left, but that lineup is is scary. And no matter how good the pitching staff is for the Twins this year, that's just not really a lineup I want to face in the playoffs. You know, you've got you've got Corey Seager, you've got Marcus Simeon, you've got Nate Lowe, you've got um, Jonah Heim behind the dish, one of the best offensive and defensive catchers in the league. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's just a really scary lineup to face. You, you could argue Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, one, two is, I mean, with the Cunha and Albies, 
Um, I don't know. I think Acuna, Albies, obviously Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rochman, but Semyon and Seager are two of the best. Well, and they've got the experience that, like, say, maybe an Acuna and an Albies or a Henderson and right. a Rutschman don't maybe necessarily have. 100%, yeah. And, and and so when it comes down to those three teams, I, I would really, really love to play Toronto. And and that's just that's just me. I mean, they've got – if you look at the Twins this year, they've really, really struggled against left-handed pitching. And yeah, they don't. Because when he, their top three, um, Gosman, Kikuchi, and probably Barrios, um, maybe yeah. Bassett, but they're yeah, they're all righties. Yeah. So so when you look at Toronto, I, I'd really love to play that lineup because all of our good hot bats right now are left-handed. You've got Julian, you've got Kepler, you've got Walner. Um, Royce is down. He's right-handed, but I mean he can hit anyone on the planet right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he went down with a, a hamstring strain, so he's on the IL right now. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back in time for the playoffs. But I was going to say, it could be – I mean, it's a really good thing they clinched early for a guy – for three guys, probably three of our best offensive players, while Correa's been a little bit down this year, but for Buxton, Correa, and Royce Lewis to get healthy these last uh, – what do you call it? 13, maybe two weeks, uh, last three series – for those three to get healthy, it's going to be huge for our offense going into the playoffs. 100%. And, and and even you look at some of the pitchers that we're supposed to be getting back now too. Uh, Chris Paddock was at the ball field tonight for, Dude, the, for the game. He's is exciting. He gonna, is he going to see action? Maybe not in the playoffs, but is he going to see some action in the end of the regular season? So he could, he could make the playoff roster. He's not rehabbed enough to make a full start. Uh, I believe the intent with with him is to come out of the bullpen for one to two innings. And then you've also got Brock Stewart. Brock Stewart coming back up. Brock Stewart was nails. I don't know if you remember early in the season, but he he was lights out out of the bullpen. He was almost better than Duran for a, about a month or so early in the season. Went down with yeah. an injury and is just rehabbing now. So it, it's so, exciting with some of the guys we're getting back. Speaking of the favorites – to win this crazy AL West race. Um, how about the Astros losing to the worst team in baseball this year, the Kansas City Royals tonight, arguably the worst team. They, ha- they had a worse record for the A's for like two or three days this year. Oh, yeah. But the Astros losing to the, a- to the Royals knocks them down to second while the Rangers beat their Mariners tonight, knocking them up to first. It's going to be wild. These, the Rangers are leading the division. Astros are a half game back. Mariners are a full game back. And the Rangers and Mariners play each other six out of the last ten days of baseball. Yep. That's yep. There's, there's, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, games between those three teams for the remainder of the season. So it is, you know, if, if you don't want to watch a Twins game, turn on an AL West game because those games are going to be – I mean, they'll, they'll have already been in the playoffs essentially for two to three weeks. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's where it almost gives um, – not saying I'd rather take the Twins team going into the playoffs than any of those AL West teams, but that's where it almost gives – that actually it does, not almost – gives the Twins a big advantage going into the playoffs, having these last three series of rest where you think about, dude, they could, they could bench – 
they could start some bullpen guys. They could bench some guys who have been playing a lot. Like this is this is huge to clinch so early in the early in the year. You should say, hundred percent. We can really start. You know, cutting down. You don't want to. You know, just skip guys' turns in the rotation necessarily. Right. But you could definitely see. Oh, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan. They're only going five innings where maybe they'd go six or seven, Um, you know, and then you bring in, you bring in a Funderburk out of the, out of the bullpen, you bring, you know, maybe a Louis Varland, you bring someone out of the bullpen who can take that three inning stretch then. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how the twins manage these next couple of series uh, to try and give their guys some rest. Who do you guys, this is going to be crazy in this AL wildcard series. Who do you guys think gets the ball in the third game? Because we got three guys right now fighting for it. I think I think you have to give the ball to Joe Ryan. And and here's my reasoning for that. You know, so in, in my mind, the battle really comes down to Joe Ryan and Kenta Maeda. Uh, so, so we already assume game one, game two is going to be Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez. Right. Or Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray. Whichever way you want to put those two, those are going to be your game one, game two starters. Yeah, we might not even have a game three if we win both of those games well, one and two, which Sonny and Pablo give us a great chance to do. We might not have a game three. You know, if there is a game three, uh, but also let's remember these are three back to back to back days, so there's right. not a day off in between any of these. So the bullpen is going to be stressed. You know, if you use Duran back to back days, you're probably not going to use him in game three. Three-game series? When did it go back to a three-game series? Isn't it normally five? Uh, this is the last year. It's a three-game oh, series boy. for the wild card, and then the DS is a five-game. Oh, boy. Three-game series is tough, dude. That means you drop one game, you're going to three games. Dang. Yep. Yep. Rubber match. So, so I really think you put Pablo – or uh, excuse me. I think you really put Joe Ryan in that third game because – I think he has an edge over Kent Maeda. Kent Maeda has pitched in the bullpen for the Dodgers in the playoffs before. It's been a while since he's done it. It's probably been five, six years since he's pitched out of the bullpen, but he has set the precedent for being able to do that. I don't think Joe Ryan could come out of the bullpen. And so that's, I really I think that in game three, you might even do a piggyback with those two. So you might have Joe Ryan throw three, four really good innings, and then you hand it off to Kent Maeda. And if he can finish out the game, go right ahead. I'm really sorry. I love Joe Ryan. If we play the Astros or Rangers, two teams that hit fucking bombs, I do not want my Joe Ryan, my lovely Joe Ryan, going in there against those two bomb-hitting squads because that's been the worst. I mean, he's let up a lot of home runs this year, kind of like Lance Lynn has. Um, So – that that stretch that I know you're referring to, it started in Atlanta where I think he gave up five or six bombs in that one start. You know, Matt, he was hiding he was hiding a groin injury for the team for about three weeks. I, I did hear about that, yes. So he was injured when he went through that horrible stretch. I mean, he just gave up bomb after bomb after bomb. His fastball was like the same. What keeps him from really, really good outings though is he'll let up one or two a game. And I when you're facing the Astros and Rangers, dude, it's not pretty. I understand. I I, I just think that that Kenta Maeda has a positional advantage that Joe Ryan doesn't, putting him yeah. in the bullpen. And I think that's. I, I just don't see. 
you know, Bailey Ober could get game three. I suppose. I hope not. I, I think Bailey definitely could be game one of the DS, though, if we get through. Because that, I think, if I remember correctly, the uh, wild card is like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You get Friday off, and then the DS starts on Saturday. Jesus. So if you want to have your, your wild card game one starter go game one, you maybe could, but I would definitely try and get a fourth starter in there. So whether that's Kenta or Bailey, um, I think I think those two will give us a good chance to win game one of the ALDS. Yeah, and remember when Bailey Ober had that stretch this season where you're like, holy shit, Bailey. Are you gonna win? Yeah. Are you gonna win Cy Young? <laughs> Jesus. Right. Uh, I was at one of those games at Dodger Stadium too, where he just made the Dodgers lineup look foolish. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Anyways, um, it's gonna be interesting. I think a really fascinating part of this team this year, Sonny Gray's last last year on the on the contract with us, um, and he somehow reformed himself from a mediocre okay number three good number four pitcher on a good team to an ace and for most of the year Cy Young leader yeah I mean Garrett Cole's gonna run away with the AL Cy Young but but for the last since the all-star break the twins have had two pitchers in the top five of AL Cy Young odds and and I don't I sincerely don't think that's ever happened before. I mean, you look at some of these teams, you know, Kenta Maeda finished second in 2020. There was no one else on the team. Uh, You know, Jose Barrios had a couple of good years, but he never finished really that well in Cy Young voting. And even those Johan Santana years, there really wasn't a number two right behind him. And so to have these two guys in Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray, who really just flipped the switch this year, and all of a sudden the Twins have two legitimate aces, two all-stars in their rotation, and it, it's incredible. By the way, two very different pitchers. One who oh, yeah. will light up the Ks, uh, had fish. I mean, he already has hit his 200 um, strikeout in the season, and we he could have three starts left, right, which is yep. crazy to think about. Um, and then the other guy who will just give you – set. Six, seven, one run innings. And you're like, Jesus, this guy has completely reformed himself from even that. I mean, he was on the team last year. It's not like he switched stadiums. He switched teams. Like he was on the team last year. Um, well, and, and I think what's really underrated about Sonny Gray is just that veteran presence that he really brings to that rotation. You know, he's an older guy. He's not old, old. You know, we have old guys in the rotation right now. We've got Dallas Keuchel and Kenta Maeda. Sonny Gray's not quite that old, but but he's got that really solid veteran presence that I think is just just crucial for Pablo and for Joe and Bailey and and even Chris Paddock, who is, you know, a veteran in his own right. But yeah. but what a great presence he's been in that rotation this year. Just a just an, a leader in the in the clubhouse and, and out in the bullpen. Man, I'm I'm really scared for one thing this year. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But if the twins were to run the table in the AL, which is gonna to be tough, there's a lot of good teams, you know when they get to the World Series that those fuckers in Atlanta <laughs> Are gonna wipe us. I mean, wipe us. I mean, 
wipe us to the point where we'd be lucky to get a game. I mean, let's just hope that they run into a hot Philly team or something again. Yeah. <laughs> how how good are the Braves this year, guys? They're 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 good. El Kuna I mean, just hit another one tonight, didn't he? Yeah, he's the fifth ever player, I think, to go 40-40 in a season now. By the way. 40 bags, 40 homers. 40, almost 70. He's had 68 stolen bases, I think. Yeah. 40, almost 70. Uh, that lineup from one to nine is bonkers. I think – so I saw something. You guys, they're seven, eight, and nine hitter, whether that's Michael Harris, Eddie Rosario, and Marcel Zuna, not in that order – their seven, eight, and nine hitters have a better OPS than 26 teams in the MLBs, one through three. It's a ridiculous lineup. How crazy is that? They're it's, seven it's, through nine. it's crazy what they've done down there. I mean, Alex Anthopoulos is just the pinnacle of what a general manager in the MLB should look like. He signs players young he signs good players young i mean look at acuna's deal he is not making that much money but he signed it almost as soon as he got up into the big leagues they did the same with michael harris they've done the same with spencer strider i think some of their vet guys are on bigger deals but but that's what they had to do you know they had to sign matt olson they had to sign you know austin riley to to somewhat decent deal Imagine replacing your Hall of Fame uh, fran- face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman, who won you a who won you a World Series, to signing Matt Olson, who's leading the league in home runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Freddie, fuck you. You're gone. You're out of your prime. Let's bring in this guy who's going to lead the league in home. He's got runs. Fifty-three bombs. That's it. Freddie's not even out of his prime, and they just no, somehow found Matt Olson. Crazy. That's and how? Crazy. How pissed off do you think Oakland fans are right now? Jesus. The amount of talent that they've... Matt Olson, balling out this year. Sean Murphy, balling out this year. He is probably... Yeah, just crazy. He's crazy behind the dish. He's so good. Travis Darnot and Sean Murphy. Um, I guess JT Real Muto and Garrett Stubbs out Philly, but those are some great, great catchers. Um. I will say the Rangers are not a lineup that you want to face. However, with the injury of Max Scherzer um, and with the injury, sorry, the injury of Max Scherzer, but better yet, the injury of Nathan Eovaldi, who was on pace with Sonny Gray as probably one of the best pitcher and Garrett Cole as one of the best pitchers in the AL up until the all-star break. And then Nathan Neovaldi goes down. And since he's come back from his little stint from being on the IL, he has not been good. Um, Jordan Montgomery all of a sudden looks like their ace. I think it's not a team that I really want to face, but out of the Mariners, the Astros and the Rangers, just because of the, the three pitchers that you'll probably see, Hate to say it, but the Rangers would maybe be the the first team I'd want to see. Those so, three. so I kind I, I I agree with you in the sense that their top two arms are down right now. However, as I said, the Twins are just atrocious against left-handed pitching. Yes, yes, and yes, know where this is Jordan, Jordan Montgomery throws with his left arm. So, <laughs> Mon- 
it's, it's going to be tough. Since he, got, since he got traded, it's been really good. Um, maybe you sack. I mean, it's not like you get to choose what, what team you're going to play, but you sacrifice your one game to have, hopefully, two other, unless you play them in the divisional series, uh, four, three other good games. But um, Max Scherzer getting injured, I think because it happens so in the same time span from Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, I thought that was maybe the most coincidental thing we've seen in sports in a while. How about your team, uh, the Jets, going for it all, saying, Zach Wilson, maybe you're the future, but we got to win now. We have this studly defense. We have some weapons. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers. He's our guy. He's going to be our face of the franchise the next two years. He's taking a pay cut, and he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Down he goes to the Rangers. Let's give up Ronald Acuna's brother in a trade to go get Max Scherzer from the Mets. Let's go get him. We're all in. This is our World Series team now. Down he goes. End of the season injury. Aaron Rodgers, Max Scherzer. Is there more linear injuries that we've seen in the history of sports? I mean, it I mean, was it was. Can, can I can I throw a flag on something you said there? Yeah. Zach Wilson is not the future. He's, that, he's but, <laughs> but they, they were telling him, hey, 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 we, we got you with the second pick. If you can learn behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, you can be the future. But, yeah, turns out he won't be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. You've got a lot of, you know, aging stars getting traded to what should be contending teams and, and the injury bug, unfortunately. You know, father time is undefeated, so. Yeah. Jacob, you're a big Twins fan. What are the odds that uh, Buxton comes back for the playoffs? And what he's got – I know he's been down playing for the Saints for a few weeks, right, for the last – or even longer? He he was playing with the Saints for a little bit. He uh, aggravated his knee, so he was out with uh, knee soreness for about 10 days. I think he just made a start this, this last weekend again in St. Paul. Uh, but something to keep in mind is that the AAA season wraps up, I believe, this week. Okay. So, so there's really not going to be any more opportunities for him to be, to be making rehab starts down there. I would love to see Buck on the playoff roster. Just not sure if that's a, a legitimate possibility at this point. Yeah. And if he did make the roster, do you think he would slide in in Taylor's position right away, or do you think we'd have Taylor yeah. start in the first? I think I think has roster wise, it would be this season. He hasn't played. A, He's been DHing, hasn't he? Yeah. He hasn't played a game in center in the bigs. He tried to play a rehab start in center in St. Paul, and I think maybe he got two or three of those. But then, like his, like I said, his knee just started really yeah. sore again. And so, um, obviously, one of the best defensive center fielders in the game went healthy. Um, but Michael Taylor is certainly not a downgrade in that that defensive role out in center either. Did you guys yeah. see that yeah. home run he robbed the other day? Castro, yeah. too. Cat, I mean, Castro, when he plays – Castro can fucking pitch if he has to. He plays every single position. Um, oh, yeah. But he is – he's really good at center, too. be pretty fun just to say, hey, fuck it. We're going to try to win these games. Buxton, go to center field if you get hurt. <laughs> Who gives a shit, dude? This is it. You know? I don't know. I mean – Pat, that's not the worst thinking, considering they know every single season he steps onto the field, he's going to be hurt. So why not fucking throw him in there in the playoff game? Got a while to rehab Other than next year. The fact that his bat has not been there since the beginning of the season. Like, he 
he can always, despite injuries, when he's healthy, hit for bombs, hit, get on base and steal base. This season was not there. That's the scary yeah. part. If you put I, that bat in the in the lineup, like you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, our bats have really picked up the last month, and I, I honestly haven't seen a lot of the games, but I'm just looking at our averages compared to what they were two months ago, and they've all increased by a lot. I I could. Uh, be mistaken but I mean it also could have changed since I heard this last but I think the twins have like the second or third best OPS in the AL since the all-star break yeah which is 180 from what happened early in the season well it's almost a flip-flop that bullpen that bullpen was a lot better before all-star break and I think that bullpen was a lot better. I don't know what the numbers say. I think that bullpen was a lot better before All-Star break, and our bats weren't there. And then after All-Star break, our bullpen blew quite a bit of games right after All-Star break, and our bats picked up. 100%. 100%. Uh, bullpen hasn't been as nailed down as they were in that first half of the year. But I, I still have some trust in a lot of the arms out there. I mean, you know, Duran is good. Jax has been unlucky a lot of the season. Um, he's been really actually a, a solid arm out of the bullpen, and, and it's just been weird, weird hits against him. You know, it'll be like a dribbler down the third baseline. He's, dude, he's and got then, stuff, and, he, and he's a competitor. I like Jax. Absolutely, 100%. And then, you know, Thielbar was out a lot of the season, so he's a good veteran arm to come out of that bullpen. Um, and then, like I said, you know, you've got some of those starters that could potentially be coming out of the bullpen for the playoffs. And then you've also got, you know, some of those guys that were fringe, you know, maybe make the team, maybe don't. And, and we'll see what happens with them. But I'm excited to see. Varland has looked really good out of the bullpen so far. Um, is, they haven't. Is that, they haven't put, okay. No, you can fish. They haven't put my eight out there yet. I think that might be a playoff thing. Um but Keuchel even coming out of the bullpen has been, like, okay. I don't really want to see him in a playoff game. But we'll, <laughs> you we'll see how that you goes. wouldn't want to see Keuchel considering his playoff success in the, out of I, the bullpen? <laughs> I do not want to see Dallas Keuchel in a playoff game. He's been okay for the Twins. He's actually had a couple of really good games. But he's also oh, yeah. had a couple where, I mean, I think the Phillies scored, like, 12 runs on him. So Yeah. Uh, was that the – I, I think back to the season, was that the weirdest thing you fucking saw in the Twins regular season? When I saw that they signed Dallas Keuchel, or that they promoted him from AAA, I was like, what in the fuck isn't he? Re- hasn't he been retired for five years? <laughs> well, so that, it was a crazy time for the Twins season when that happened, because when that happened, Dallas Keuchel had basically a minor league option, which he extended for two weeks which basically means that the Twins had an additional two weeks to either call him up or terminate his contract. So Dallas Keuchel could have gone to sign anywhere else. And what happened at the same time is Joe Ryan disclosed his groin injury to the team. So they sent Joe Ryan to the 15-day IL and said, Dallas Keuchel will give you a shot. He will give you two, three starts while Joe Ryan goes on the injury list. How about his first start at home? That was a gem. What did he went? He went like six or seven scoreless. Yeah, it was crazy. And oh, then his—I think it was his second start in Philadelphia. He got shelled. 
I mean, just obliterated. And then, you know, he's been okay since. That yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that, that was weird. I would love – one of my favorite players on this team is Louis Varlin. I would love to see him. I know it's unrealistic now that he's coming – now that Joe Ryan is back in the rotation and he's coming out of the bullpen, but I would love for him to get a game three, game four uh, starting ball. Because I just I, – I, I, doubt, I doubt you see him as a starter in the playoffs, but he could definitely come in you know, say Joe has a really tough fourth inning. Louie could come in for five, six, seven. Yeah. I really but, like him. But the Twins certainly haven't ruled out yet uh, his spot in the starting rotation for next season. So just because Louie's transitioning into the bullpen for this playoff run does not mean that Louie won't be, you know, the fourth or fifth starter for next season. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Dude, because I... I mean, we saw spurts of it. Not too last year was tough. Here's here's put in a tough situation, taking the ball in really big games against even like Cleveland, the Yankees, I remember. And you're like, this is not good for him. But this year we've seen it from him, especially in spurts of um a couple starts. He he was good. Um hundred percent. But that's where I mean when you have May Maeda, Ryan, and Ober as you're three, four, and five in no specific order, that's a big advantage, especially when you get into these, oh, my God, if you transition from a wild card, let's say it goes three games, to a divisional series that will go five games, to have five deep is big. 100%. And and even, you know, like I said, you could do a piggyback in one of those games too. So if you if you if you play Bailey Ober for four or five innings and then maybe you see Keuchel or maybe you see Varland, or, or maybe you see Chris Paddock, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and what I'm also really excited to see is how Rocco manages these games. Rocco has gone kind of crazy this year on in-game substitutions. He's gone crazy with, you know, lefty righty matchups. And so, you know, I, I don't know if, if the twins have started a game this season and finished with the same lineup. I think there's been a pinch hitter, pinch runner, defensive substitution in almost every game this season. Um, all righty. Well, uh, I guess I do want to touch on that. Did the Astros lose their – they are losing to some really bad fucking teams. I mean, they've they've dropped how many games to the Royals and the A's in the last 10 days? And the Guardians. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, they're they're kind of falling off a little bit. They're they're definitely and not hot at the right time. Since they, I mean, I still don't want to face them. It's the it's the Astros in the playoffs. Like you don't want to, but Verlander has been really bad. Like Verlander since he got traded from the Mets, I think has had one good start with the Astros. He's been bad. Yeah. Um, and Fromber since his no hit. Uh, since his no hitter, he hasn't. I don't know if he's had a good start. Um, so that pitching staff, where and then you you don't know what you're getting out of your young guys, Hunter Brown. Um, you don't, Christian Javier. How the fuck can you go from being damn near if a World Series MVP could have gone to a pitcher, it could have been Christian Javier last World Series? How do you go from that to literally not having a good start until yesterday all season? 
So weird. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, alrighty. Well, does that cap it off? Pat, you got anything, Dad? Hi. <laughs> Did Verlander go from Houston and then get traded to the Mets and then back to Houston? He signed with the Mets as a free agent this last offseason. Now he's back with the now he's back with the Astros. Yep. Interesting. They they traded him at the deadline because the Mets were so far back. Gotcha. Makes sense. What do we think about the the Dodgers? Do they A stand a chance against the um the Braves or B do they have the rotation to win a series in these playoffs? They definitely stand a chance. I mean, oh dude, baseball anybody stands a chance. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's the Dodgers, but I mean, I can't name their I can't name their top three. Urias, if he was even on the he's not even on the team right now. <laughs> but Urias, even if he was on the team, you can even name him the ace. Kershaw's had some bad starts, even though he'll probably be the ace. Um, Kershaw. And then they got Emmett Sheehan, Bobby Miller, just guys that you don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna get from some really young guys. It's it's gonna be a weird Dodgers team going into the playoffs, especially that pitching staff. Definitely, their pitching staff is a little more questionable than you're used to seeing because you know they don't have Walker Bueller this year. Um, they don't have Dustin May this year, but I mean that lineup is still the real deal. You know, you still got Freddie, you still got Mookie. Jacob. Is it still the real deal outside their top three? Will Smith, Mookie, and Freddie. Yeah. I mean, it's a bunch of really, good early in the year. It's a bunch of guys out of their prime: Jason Hayward, David Peralta, J.D. Martinez, and Max then a bunch Muncy. of young guys. Max oh, Muncy might go on a tear this offseason. I'm sorry, Max Muncy. So those four guys, but then they had to trade for Kike Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario, and then they also got Miguel Rojas because those three literally can't find a find a spot because they've been so inconsistent. Yeah, and, I, I mean, that, I just I'll never bet against the Dodgers. That's just not something I'm inclined yeah, to do. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but that team five through nine, that lineup isn't. I don't know. It's definitely okay. I'll I'll say this: it's the most susceptible team, five through nine, and pitching staff going into the playoffs that we've seen in the last five years. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we know if they get to the um, the NLCS that they'll get rolled by the Braves. So <laughs> I don't I don't know who gives who who do you think gives the Braves a run for the money in the in the NL. I'm putting my money on on Philadelphia right now. And they they did it last year. They, they did Philly or yeah, LA dude. I don't know about LA's. It's it's different with them this year. It's felt different. You could also just really see a hot team coming out of the wild card. You could see. I mean, it sounds crazy, but you could see a Miami or a Cincinnati just play red hot baseball in a five game series. Will Al will Alcantara be healthy going in if they make the playoffs? I am honestly not even hundred percent sure. Okay. Cause I know he's been out for some time. If they don't have Alcantara, forget it. Um but I don't know. I really like that young that young pitcher Yuri Perez. He's a stud. He's an absolute cool. stud. He's good. Does it kind of seem like Atlanta's been the best team all year, right? For at least the last few months. 
Yeah. The number one team. Yeah. Okay. What was the t- sense? Okay. Who was the best yeah, hockey team last year? There was a team that had like the best record in hockey ever. Boston. The Boston Bruins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's a team like that, the 16 and 0 New England Patriots, they didn't win this. Like they don't win the Super Bowl. Atlanta's not going to win the World Series this year. Mark my words. Somebody's going to take them out. It's just it, when you're riding that high, it doesn't seem like it correlates well with winning championships all that often. Yeah, hundred percent. I see where you're coming from. I would love to say that this team's. It it's hard to say. It it feels dude. so different. But dude, the Bru. It's a great point. The Bruins last year looked like they couldn't they couldn't lose a hockey game, let alone a series. Oh. You're right, Pat. And then the the Tom Brady's best team that went sixteen zero. They couldn't get the job done. Yeah, and baseball is just one swing. It's things can change so quick in baseball. It's not like you know, even if the best team, best roster, best pitcher doesn't always correlate to a dub. I don't know. Yeah. Um I guess we didn't we didn't even touch on the Orioles or the Rays. I'm going to eat my words. I know I am, but <laughs> I'm just without Shane McClanahan, I'm not too worried about I'm not as worried about that team. Um, Shane McClanahan was their rock. He was, dude, Shane McClanahan is so good. Without Shane McClanahan, that, that rotation's kind of thrown into a funk, which Kevin Cash doesn't really care about because he'll throw a full game bullpen and they'll throw a one, one run game. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I mean, they're both very good teams, obviously, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Orioles, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, those bats are whoo, they're hot. And Grayson Rodriguez, uh, one of my favorite pitchers to watch. This rookie is the real deal, and I think he could get hot in the playoffs, give them three, four good starts in the playoffs, and automatic lot wins. Have you seen the, the memes circulating on some of the baseball pages of all of the Orioles, like top prospects and guys that they've called up? So oh my they, God. It's, it's like, ridiculous. It's it's Adley and it's Gunner and it's uh, Jackson Holiday and I forget who the fourth one is. Well, the guy, uh, the guy yesterday or two days ago that his first hit was a home run. Yep, and I, I his name is just escaping me right now. Yeah, but they all they all look exactly alike. It's so funny. It's it's That's such weird. a funny picture. Jackson Holiday also looks like he's ten years old. I think he just. Caught, got called up to AAA as like a 19-year-old. Right. It's crazy. Pat, Jackson Holiday, and is it Luis Acuna, or what's Acuna's brother's name? Luis Angel Acuna? Yeah, yeah. Luis Angel Acuna. Those, him and Jackson Holiday are, oh my god. They're, they're we, tearing it up right now. Yeah. I love that we get to see uh, Acuna's brother on the Mets and Acuna next year on the Braves. That's going to be fun. Mets, what a disaster they were. All righty. Well, I guess uh, a podcast that you guys thought could go 15 to 20 minutes when I told you maybe. Twins win the division. Woo! <laughs> Twins are AL Central champs. And they have a team this year who will be hosting a playoff series in Target Field for the first time. since Two games year. automatically at Target Field. That's pretty special. That is pretty special. All righty. Well, episode number 43 took into the Max Sports Podcast with Jacob, with Patty Cakes, with Max. We're out. Go Twins.